This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. What's going on? Welcome into The Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, we'll... uh play back a portion of College Football Weekly. College Football Weekly is another podcast that I co-host with uh, the fabulous Will Chambers. That dude really knows his college football. And we it airs every week. Same uh, place you can find this show. Again, it's called College Football Weekly. So what we're going to do on today's show is uh, play back a portion of our picks coming up this week. If you guys want every single pick that we had, you can go back and listen to College Football Weekly. But this is a portion of some of the picks, some of the bigger games going on this weekend so enjoy uh big 10 ohio state Rutgers, 37 point favorite here at home for ohio state this line is huge sometimes i love picking these lines just to see what what tyler says about it um i think ohio state obviously they're going to win this game easily against rutgers but i do think this number is too big when you consider that uh greg shiano the new head coach at rutgers obviously he, he had been there before he spent a lot of time at ohio state as a defensive coordinator he's got a lot of familiar uh, familiarity with these Ohio State players and the coaches. Uh, you know, the Rutgers pass defense has been terrible, and obviously Justin Fields is lighting it up, so that's a bad combo. But I think this actually will be the first game where Ohio State gets an opportunity to rest some of their guys late, get some of their backups in. I think they get up to a lead early and then coast a little bit. And uh, this game has, you know, backdoor cover written all over it for Rutgers. I'm going to take Rutgers plus 37 points. Yeah, Rutgers is not that bad of a team. You mentioned uh, Greg Schiano. He's really kind of changed the culture there very quickly. Yep. I think that they could, you know, make Ohio State sweat for a little bit. This is just ridiculous. And here's what happens. The market catches up with these certain teams. Like if Clemson wasn't, uh, if they still had uh, Trevor Lawrence, Ohio State, Alabama, the market doesn't want these teams to go 12-0 and against the spread. Usually when these teams, like Alabama a couple years ago, they went undefeated, 12-0. and yep. They were like 5-7 and against the spread. So the market catches up very quickly. This is way too many points. I'll, I'll take the Rutgers Scarlet Knights here. No bet board games yet. No, not yet. Maybe we'll get one here. I'm going to let Tyler take the lead on this one because this next game, we got obviously the Pac-12 is back. We got to pick some Pac-12 games here. UCLA going to Boulder, Good. to the Colorado Buffaloes, both Smitty and Tyler's team here. UCLA is six-point road favorite right now. Tyler, what do you got? I am not as jaded on my team as Will is. See, Will <laughs> approaches Michigan, and I feel like more times than not, you like to pick against them. You like to kind of point out their flaws, and if they win, you're happy. I'm not, not the wrong. same. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm all in with my heart for the buffs, especially for our bet board games. And I take CU more times than not, just because it gives me a little bit more to root for on the weekend. But I've got to tell you, the only advantage that the Colorado Buffaloes have this game is it's a brand new scheme. You know, UCLA doesn't know right. what they're going to see. No tape. I don't even know what we're going to see on the, on the field for Colorado. And, and the buffs just named a starting quarterback who played safety last year in, in, in uh, 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 Neuer. Uh, Sam oh, Neuer. it's no, okay. I was yeah. wondering who it would be. Yeah, it's going to be Neuer the Destroyer. So Neuer the I destroyer. have a lot of question marks about what we're going to see on the offense for the Buffs. Now, I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised. I'm taking Colorado plus the six in this bet board game. But there there are a lot of question marks, admittedly. And, and frankly, I think we could see a great showing from the Buffs. They could come out. I really trust in their defense. That's the one spot where, you know, they honestly don't have many holes right now. Yeah. I think they're going to stop the pass very well. And everyone knows what Chip Kelly likes to do. So it's kind of back and forth in terms of advantages, disadvantages. But let's go Buffs. I'm taking CU plus the six points. 
and uh, let's hope they get it done. Smitty, we need to start getting a Smitty's pick every week. Is this a game that you want to uh, back the buffs, or what are you thinking? I was actually just just to go to Tyler's point that there's so many questions on offense. I was wondering if you do you have the over under for this game? I can uh, get it real quick. Uh, yeah, I'll bring it up. Um, I think you're going to see two strong defenses, and um, it's uh, 57 and a half. I'd take the under for sure. That's a big number. Yeah, that is a big number. Okay, so Smitty's on the under. Uh, I gotta agree with you, Tyler. I wish I could make a bet board game out of this, but I, you know, Chip Kelly, he's in a make it or break it Chip year. Chip Smelly, uh, worst two year start for any head coach at UCLA since 1923. Wow. Seven and 21 his first two years. You know, they bring back UCLA brings back a good amount of starters on offense. Dorian Thompson, Thompson Robinson, a quarterback. He's he's the guy there. Um, you mentioned you know CU. They got the new coach Carl Durrell. Mm-hmm. Is it Durrell or Durrell? Durrell. Um, I think he's in a tough spot here. Kind of a rebuilding year. But they still have the the coordinators from last year, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Those guys stayed. You know, they bring back their entire defensive line from last season. A lot of the offensive line is back. I think that helps a lot with the new quarterback. And you can't ever forget about the altitude when it comes to teams traveling from sea level to Boulder. That's going to be tough for them. Uh, UCLA did not have a good start to the season last year. I don't have a, a great feel for this one, but... You know, if you got a home team getting six points, I'm going to take that. So we're we're uh, both on CU there. Thank God you're not putting that one on me. Let's go Buffs. Um, next up, also Pac-12, Arizona State going on the road to USC. Right now, USC ten and a, ten and a half point favorite. This line opened as only a seven and a half point favorite. It's been bet up three whole points. USC's got Keaton Slovis as quarterback, Amonra St. Brown at wide receiver, a ton of talent at running back. And a, another year in Graham Harrell's air raid offense with eight starters back on offense. Uh, people are expecting them to score a lot of points. They also bring in a new defensive coordinator, Todd Orlando, who came over from Texas. He's got nine starters back to play with. A lot of good signs for Clay Helton's USC team this year. Kind of crazy to think that this is his fourth year. Like, I, I don't know why. For some reason, when I was breaking down this game, I kind of assumed this was like his second or third year. And he had some, you know, his first year, he went 10 and 3. Then eleven and three, and then he had a really rough five and seven year last year. They're eight and five, um, but with all these starters back, there's a lot of hype, and I think that's why they are ten and a half point favorites here. But if we've learned one thing from Herm Edwards from his time at Arizona State, is just don't count him out of any any game, especially these big ones. Um, the Arizona State defense has been great since he showed up. They've got eight guys coming back from last year on that side of the ball. He's been so awesome. In these big moments, they took down Oregon last year that knocked the Pac-12 out of the playoff race. He had some big upsets against Michigan State his first two years in their non-conference games. Uh, the ASU offense really hasn't been great. Jaden Daniels was pretty good as a true freshman last year, the quarterback, but they lose a ton of, of players from last year on the offensive, on offensive line. All around the offense, they lose their top wide receivers now in the NFL, uh, Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Um I think they struggle to score points here, but I think their defense has enough time to prep for this air raid and will will be able to limit the USC offense as well. I don't have a great feel for the spread, but I'm going to take the under, which right now is... I think 58. 58, really? I thought it was 59 and a half. That must have been bet down. Um, Yeah, 58. 58, Okay, so it came down. Even still, I like the under... I like under 58 here. That's where I'm going with this game. Uh, it's a spread uh, 10 and a half, 11? 10 and a half. Okay, I'm going to go Arizona State here, plus a 10 and a half. Okay. I know they have to replace some players from last year, 
but they have a lot of talent. Guys who are hungry, guys who didn't get into last year's game. I actually think Arizona State gives up some points here, but I believe they can keep up on, on the scoreboard. So uh, we, we just talked about Herm Edwards. A lot of players come up, well, some of the main players coming back on offense. Yeah. And I just think, despite the history, because honestly, they haven't had a whole lot of luck. The last 10 games, Arizona State's gone to USC, 2-8 and eight against the spread. Yeah. Despite that, I think they get the job done. In terms of covering the spread, 10.5, uh, I'll take Arizona State. Okay. Uh, next game, we talked about it, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Yes. Not going to be as large as usual. Uh, only limited capacity, Florida at Georgia. Or is this game neutral like they always play it? Let me look it up. Um, I think it's usually played in a neutral spot. Um, but anyway, uh, Georgia, three and a half point home favorite, came all the way down from six. And they play in Jacksonville. Florida. In Jacksonville. Yeah. So it is, uh, you know, fairly neutral. Yeah. Um, another game where you got, you know, strength versus strength, the Georgia defense versus the Florida offense. Uh, the Georgia offense is bad. You know, uh, I mean, side note, how bad did Georgia fuck up by letting Justin Fields get away from them into Ohio State? Oh, they got to be kicking themselves right now, seeing him light it up at Ohio State. And all Georgia needs right now on offense is a good quarterback, and they don't <laughs> have it. Um, but the Georgia defense, you know, it's been so good all year long. Uh, they've been shutting down everybody except for Alabama, basically. And then they lose a preseason All-American safety who on – Saturday night after the win against Kentucky, he crashed his dirt bike out on the street. He was riding his dirt bike and he had a bunch of injuries. Uh, you know, there were reports saying he's lucky to be alive. He's going to be out for oh multiple weeks. He did have his helmet on, thankfully. Um, I think that could have a big effect on the game because Florida loves to pass the ball. Um, I still think that Georgia's defense is good enough to limit them. I think they have a lot of depth. Uh, right now, the total for this game. 54 and a half. Is that what you're seeing, Tyler? Yes. Um, I like the under 54 and a half. I don't think that Georgia is going to be able to score a lot here. I think that uh, Georgia's defense is going to limit Florida big time. Uh, five out of the last five games between these two landed underneath that number of 54 and a half. Both offenses struggle. I'm going under 54 and a half. Oh, I, I struggled with this game. I mean, I think we slow it down, right? I think that Georgia controls the clock. They run the football. And I think Florida actually runs it more than we're used to seeing them run it. So I'm leaning with you with the under, but I'm going to go Georgia minus the three and a half here. I mean, if they okay. can put together some offensive drives, I just don't see Florida being able to keep up. So we're going Georgia three and a half if they can get it done through the air. Okay. Uh, Clemson at Notre Dame. This is the big one in the ACC. Uh, another primetime game. Uh, sorry, Clemson right now, five and a half point road favorite. This game is at uh, in South Bend. Line opened up just three. Obviously, no Trevor Lawrence. Uh, this is another primetime game where I think Brett Venables and Dabo Swinney always play well and remind everyone just how good Clemson is. Notre Dame is currently ranked fourth in the country, but that's really only because after Clemson, Bama, and Ohio State, no one has any idea who the hell is the best of the rest? I don't think Notre Dame is the fourth best team in the in the country right now. Um, you know, it is scary having Trevor Lawrence being out, uh, considering the Notre Dame defense has been, you know, very good. And Clemson's offense did struggle early against uh, Boston College. But once again, Clemson, Clemson can kind of look vulnerable sometimes against lesser teams. But when they get in that primetime matchup, especially against a top 10 team that is inferior and Notre Dame is inferior, they always show up, especially the defense. Um, new, uh, the new Clemson quarterback, we talked about him, DJ Smitty. Onomatopoeia. 
Oh, you'd have to remind me again. Uga Lele. Uga Gagbalele. Something like that. Uga Gagbalele. He looked solid and was efficient against Boston College. Um, I think they get a good good game plan for him. They're going to run Travis Etienne really well, allow the new kid to get some good play action looks. Um, But once again, the thing I feel most confident about is that Clemson's D is going to show up. Venables is going to have these guys ready to go. Nothing will look better for them for their playoff resume than to shut down an air quotes top five team in primetime on the road. Ian Book is solid, but he's just not the kind of guy you can rely on in games like this, Uh, the quarterback for Notre Dame. I think Clemson dominates the line of scrimmage, makes uh, life miserable for Ian Book. I'm taking Clemson minus the five and a half here. We've got a bet board game. Yes, Yes. we do. All right, so if I look at Notre Dame's offense compared to Clemson's defense, and strictly Notre Dame's offense compared to the rest of the ACC, Notre Dame is actually having a sneaky good year in terms of number of plays, time on the field, and rushing yards. They're running for 231 yards a game. I know Clemson has a good defense, but if they can get that play action going, Ian Book is an extremely athletic quarterback, yeah, and I think he's he mobile. can get all over the field. I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game. Yards per play. Very important stat in college football. Notre Dame, 6.14 yards per play. Clemson, 6.4 yards per play. So it's very even there. On defense, Clemson giving up 4.3 yards per play. Notre Dame, 4.4 yards per play. Okay. This is an extremely close game. I think that everyone has that Notre Dame-Louisville game stuck, lodged in their head, and I'm looking past that. There's so many things that happen during a season where teams have to be forgiven. And now two weeks in a row, Clemson has looked very average. We saw last week, and this is what I led the show with, you take out Sunshine, their quarterback, and for those who don't know, that's what, I, that's what a lot Trevor of people Lawrence, call Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Yeah, I'm sure everyone knows that. I think they're no better than a very good team. I think they are right on Notre Dame's level. They have to go to South Bend. They'll have some fans in the stands. I think Notre Dame has a very, very good chance to upset Clemson here. And I also believe that Clemson is hearing, right? I always like to talk about what's going on in the locker room. What's the mindset of the players? I promise you, if Clemson loses this game, the narrative for not only this team and... The, but the playoff committee is going to be... Doesn't matter. Trevor Lawrence was out. Yep. They lost one game without him. In a weird way, 18, 19-year-old kid may think, even though they're going to be up for this game, hey, we lose this game. We still didn't have Trevor Lawrence. That's going to factor into the decisions. But even so, I think Notre Dame is actually better than a lot of people think. So uh, I think they have a very good chance to win this game. I think they can keep it certainly within five and a half. We got a bet board game. Last time you bet against Clemson in the bet board, it was a win for me. So Let's, we'll see if uh, Tyler ends up putting Clemson on his don't bet against team. Uh, very similar to my dead to me games, which by the way, I, I, I failed to recognize that I put LSU on that list and then I bet them last week and they lost. They got blown out by Auburn. Uh, Bo Nix looking very sharp against that garbage LSU defense. These two teams, however, we talk about against the spread and its expectation. Yeah. These two teams are combining this year. Four and nine against the spread. Clemson is two and five against the spread this year. A lot of favorites. Yeah, yeah exactly. Lot, well, that's, Clemson gets those giant lines against bad teams, and then they finally get the low one against but Miami. Still, Will, cover, it doesn't but matter right. how big the line is. That's always expectation. This right. weekend, if Ohio State doesn't win by 38 points, they're failing to meet expectations. So Ohio it's State a great failures. Tyler said it first. <laughs> I agree. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm glad we got a bet board game there. And then finally, maybe we've got one here too. Tennessee going on the road to Arkansas. Tennessee right now a one and a half point favorite. Wait, can we readdress my uh, my 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 headline for the last game? Oh yeah. 
because they're going to win, right? Notre Dame's going to win. Yep. I wish you a happy playoffs. I don't like how you do it with the Christmassy tone. I know. You didn't, have to <laughs> the be, Christmas like, song <laughs> makes it horrible for me. I know. Halloween was three days ago. Yeah, I'm already dude. ready for Christmas. We're not I even at Thanksgiving too. yet. You're one of those people. You're putting right, up your fine. tree. I wish you a happy playoffs. Yeah, much better. Okay, yeah. good. Um, Tennessee at Arkansas. Uh, the Vols, one-and-a-half-point road favorite. Arkansas is 5-0 and against the spread this year. Uh, they continue to be so well-coached. They got the new coach, Sam Pittman, in there, and they're tough. I mean, they were they were like maybe the worst team in the SEC the last three years, and they've just been showing up. I think they're only 2-3 and three in their five games, but they're undefeated against the spread. They should have won against Auburn. Um, for me, it's really just I'm going to keep riding this train until they fail to cover. Tennessee has not been Im- impressive this year. Jared Garantano is a turnover machine. Uh, Arkansas has been really good at forcing turnovers. You know, Sam Pittman, uh, I really, I think he's got these kids fully bought in. The defense has been really tough. I like the home team catching one and a half here. I'm taking the hogs. Yeah, I, I've got burned too many times this year on uh, Tennessee. So I'll go with you, Arkansas at home. I do think their defense has under the radar struggled this year, actually. They're giving up a lot of yards per play, and they're spending a lot of time on the field. So that may kind of mitigate for it, right? The offense yeah. doesn't do a good job allowing the defense to rest up, but still. Tennessee, we talked about Jeremy Pruitt possibly on the hot seat. Uh, it's not enough for me to want to bet Tennessee this game. So not no bet board. All right, that does it for uh, our little portion of College Football Weekly. Hope you guys enjoyed it and hope you got something out of it. Good luck this weekend, uh, whatever you guys have, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.